Hey, it's Jen, and welcome back to our community. This podcast is where we're getting real about wellness rituals, life-changing habits, and having relatable conversations with friends about mental health, social media, morning routines, or lack thereof. And we're talking about that thing that you thought no one else could relate to. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our community. I, you guys, we have someone on the podcast that I am a huge fan of, but let's start with what's in alignment and out of alignment for this week. So then we can jump into one of my favorite episodes of all time of Dare to Self-Care thus far. Yes, it's true. Okay. So for me, what was in alignment this week is definitely, especially if you're watching on Spotify video or on YouTube, actually not on YouTube. I don't do the intros on YouTube, but if you're watching on Spotify right now, you can see we have some major upgrades in my apartment. And even if you follow on TikTok or Instagram, I'm going to be, you know, it'll be my YouTube vlogs coming up. You will see that we have totally finally made over the space. It's been like just gradually getting there and really slow. And I've been really hard on myself. Like, why am I incapable of making anywhere I move a home? But finally, with a push from Ethan and a lot of help from his parents' basement, his mom's basement was filled with like all of these crazy antiques that she let us take. And it really transformed the space. So I'm so excited. And it really just finally feels so homey. And it makes me more excited to keep doing, you know, all of the things and moving into the bedroom next to redo the bedroom. And I'm just so excited about it. So that is for sure in alignment, finally. And what was out of alignment is, I feel like I've been super, just more anxious and like dramatic about things lately. Like not believing in myself, imposter syndrome, which is not, it was never a part of my personality until recently. And I can already tell I've turned a corner on that. Like I'm feeling so just abundant and like, I'm just like in a great mood. And I think a large part of that is just like, it was PMS symptoms and just also feeling anxious about feeling incapable with my apartment and decorating and all the things and just not feeling at home yet. And feeling like I let Ethan down in that sense. Cause like, I really wanted to make this place a home. And so there were a lot of factors and I feel like we've turned the corner for many reasons on that. And I'm really excited about it. So I hope that you guys reflected on your weeks as well. Let's breathe in what was in alignment and breathe out everything that was out of alignment. (sighs) Okay, quick dare to try it. My favorite product this week has been something that I've been using for over a year. It's the First Aid Beauty Arnica Rescue Mask. I have very sensitive and red skin. And this mask, I use it multiple nights a week. It is so gentle, so great for sensitive skin. You leave it, it's an overnight mask. It's just like instead of my moisturizer at night, I use this mask and it's so good. It's like blue and fluffy. And I just notice immediately, and I don't notice, I feel like the effects from masks frequently, but immediately the next morning, any texture or bumps that I have on my skin, it's gone. So you have to try it. I will link it down below. But let's get into this week's episode because I'm so excited. So The guest of this week is Shelby Salco, the sad to savage habit hype girl. She has 1 million followers on TikTok. If you don't follow her, you will now, because if you follow this podcast and my content, you will 
be obsessed with Shelby. She's the CEO of Sad to Savage. She's the co-founder of Me More, which is a whole food super powder. And she's also a host of Sad to Savage podcast. She essentially helps to teach you how to build and maintain healthy habits. From She has read like every book and done everything possible from being sad to being savage and having all these healthy habits. She's read it all and she's basically repackaging it and teaching you how to build habits in a way that will actually resonate with you because I feel like it's all these like old stiff white men and really boring books, but she delivers it in such a more tangible, approachable way. So without further ado, let's get into it. Please leave me a review on Apple or Spotify, wherever you're listening right now leave a quick review. I would so beyond appreciate it. We need some new reviews in there so we can keep getting amazing guests like Shelby Sacco. Let's get into this amazing episode. Shelby Sacco. Hello. I can't believe you're here. I'm a fan. Oh my God, you're gonna make me blush. No, I'm a fan. I'm excited to be here. I'm such a fan. And let me tell you why. First of all, the book that changed my life was Atomic Habits. And I I love it. I love. And I feel like you've read, that's the only book I've read specifically on habits. And I feel like you've, what you've done is really you've read like every single book on habits and consumed all the content, content on something so specific and niche. And you then break it down and give the information away to everyone else in a more like relatable way. Cause a lot of these authors are very just like, they're like old white men or something. Like it's not the same. Exactly. (laughs) I, so I am, I really did do that. I'm obsessed with habits specifically. And I've wrote like every research paper, um, every book, I listen to every podcast about it. It completely has taken over my life. And what I found is when people ask me for book recommendations, sometimes I'll like, like my favorite book in the whole world about habits is The Power of Habit. And I'll say it's like 50% boring, 50% brilliant. Totally. Books are just so hard to get through. But also people learn in so many different ways, whether, whether it's visually or from reading or from listening. So the way that people get knowledge is all different that some people can't learn from a book. And so I like being able to teach it in different ways so people can actually learn about it. And sometimes you can hear the same message over and over again from 10,000 different people, but it takes like that one new voice or new way of phrasing it that hits. Yeah, that is exactly it. I take, I actually took a class on how to teach too, to like get to that next level of someone's mind to make them be able to relate it to their own life and see where they can change it in their own life. So it's, it's kind of strategic. I'm a very strategic person, but for the greater good. So like people can get it. I relate to in so many ways because I feel like so many people could blow up on TikTok from one video and then just kind of not know where to go from there. And I feel like you, you were like, no, I'm going all in. I know exactly what I need to do. Like, yes, this is TikTok. It's social media, but like, I'm going to teach and I'm going to make a course out of this. And you just, you saw the bigger picture. What's crazy about that is, so I actually taught habits from the moment that I basically became obsessed with them on Instagram. And so for a year and a half, I had been working through everything, working through my habits, changing my life, getting like better at practicing and like talking about it. And like really I'd talk to anybody that would listen to me or that would want to talk about it. It was really hard because my family was kind of just like, okay, like whatever. My friends were like, oh, whatever. And then I would find some people on Instagram. So when I posted a TikTok, my first TikTok that was about habits that I posted, everything else was like lip singing, whatever videos. 
it yeah. went super viral and I had already done the work for the last year and a half. I knew exactly what to do. And then I had also already started, I'd basically already had that course created because I knew that's what I wanted for my life. And I was just going to launch it on Instagram. And if like three people took it, I was going to be really happy and that would be successful in my eyes. And so I already had the bones of it. And and I really did just go all in once it happened. I was like, okay, this is exactly what I want for my life. You had the vision and then it's kind of like you found the right platform for it. And yeah. all the pieces just came together, but you were prepared. And I feel like that's what a lot of people talk about is like being prepared for that virality and like, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. I, I feel really lucky that it happened the way it happened. And I don't know if I was ever like trying to get super um, like famous by, I don't know what kind of word I would use there on Instagram. It was more just like, I really was proud of myself and like talking about it and wanted to help people learn about it too. But it did happen at the exact correct moment because I no longer had like a fear of someone judging me. I would post anything. I'd been studying it for so long. I just felt like it really was a great, a, the right moment. It really comes through that you are genuinely passionate about it. And I feel like it all goes back to your own personal story. And I kind of want to talk about the sad for a second. I want to get to the savage and I want to spend most of our time talking about how to get to the savage. But what did the before look like? What was the sad for you? So by like mid 2020, I had hit like complete rock bottom. And prior to that, like in high school, college, I would describe myself as like super social, super bubbly, super happy. I had never struggled with depression. I'd never struggled with anxiety. I didn't know what it felt like. And so after college, everything had just completely switched. And I, I, across the board, I was just struggling. I had horrible thoughts. I would cry myself to sleep every night. I hated my job. I hated where I lived. I hated my body. I struggled with disordered eating. I struggled with disordered eating for like eight years. I was in a toxic relationship. Like everything in my life was just so low. And I started having these really, really negative thoughts where I didn't really care if I was here or if I wasn't. And one day it kind of dawned on me when I was having these thoughts that over the last whatever year time frame that I had started hitting rock bottom and just felt so helpless, two of my siblings had struggled with their mental health, with depression and anxiety for like the majority of their lives. And it occurred to me, like I finally understood like, okay, they could be having like consistently these same thoughts that I'm having. And it really scared like the shit out of me that my sisters could feel that way. And so I literally chose that day. I was like, okay, I'm going to figure out how to save myself. I'm going to learn and then I'm going to help them. And so I don't know what, like, I don't know why I chose habits, but I, the first book I chose was The Power of Habits. And I was like, people that are smart read and they ha I feel like they have their life figured out. So I'm just going to read a book. And it was so painfully boring at first, but the best choice I've ever made in my life. And so I started learning about habits and was like, okay, I'm just going to trust the science. Like, I mean- someone did the research, like it, it's saying that it's going to work. So if I just try it, maybe it will. And so I started uh, waking up just a little bit earlier. I would sleep literally through my morning meetings every single day. Like I would always like, I would stay up till like 3am. I'd sleep. I was not good at my job. I didn't care about anything. And so I started waking up just a little bit earlier and going on a walk. So those were two habits that I started with. And slowly I saw like the, the little impact it had on my mental health right away. I was like, wait, that's, that was crazy. Like, I'm like, this makes sense. And the more that I kept reading, the more books that I consumed, the more habits that I started adding, I slowly started going literally from sad to savage and I could see it in real time. And so that it really was in, it was starting. I didn't have the motivation to start for me. What started it was saying like, oh, I want to save my siblings. And then now where I'm at is like, I know that I'm, I'm very, very 
smart when it comes to habits and teaching it. And I'm very dedicated to it. And I will do what it takes to learn how to teach someone else. And so I want to help anyone really that felt like my sisters or that had like felt anything similar to how I felt. So I really relate to in that sort of the why behind it or what almost triggered your curiosity was seeing family members not seeming able to feel better to understand that there's a choice and to know that there's a choice and you can feel better and you just have to do the work and you just have to do this. So you taking it upon yourself, I did the same exact thing where I saw that and I was like, well, I'm just going to show them through example. And I fell in love with it because just like you, I started doing it and realized, wait, breath work changes my day, waking up earlier before work and having time to myself before I give all my energy to work changes my life. Like I I had such a similar experience to you in that. And I know you said like the first habit was waking up earlier. What are some other habits that kind of trickled after that? And how did you, how do you hold yourself accountable? Because I feel like that's the number one question when talking about habits is like, okay, but how do you actually do it every day? How do you actually hold yourself accountable? So I have a few thoughts on that. What's really nice about habits is that they are like automatic behaviors that you create that you do not have to think of. You don't have to make the choice to actually do them once you have them, which I think has helped me through like my hardest, most challenging moments over the last year is the fact that I have these habits that I can rely on. But when people want to start changing their lives and want to start forming habits, the typical like mindset is almost zero to a hundred where you, you say, I want to do this, 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 I want to change my eating, I want to change, I want to start working out five days a week, I want to do this, I want to wake up early. And you just pile every single thing that you want to change about your life all in one second and you overwhelm yourself and you create something really unrealistic that is not sustainable. Like the biggest lifestyle change all at once. And so whenever people are forming habits, um, I teach a six-week class on it and we start slow and you implement habits slowly and make it something that's realistic, something that you keep sustainable and something that you can slowly build onto. Another thing that I love is, have you ever like uh, looked at the def- the definitions of motivation versus willpower? Because no. so many people will say like, I'm not motivated or I, I didn't oh, have yes, motivation. Yes, yes. So motivation, I think, I think it's fake. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it's like, I have like a weird theory. Like I think it's like a made up word that allows for some type of reasoning behind, not necessarily excuses, but just a reasoning behind an action when In reality, motivation, it doesn't mean anything. Like there are days where I have zero motivation, where I'm still doing the same exact things that I have when I have so much motivation, right? It's not consistent. Motivation will never be consistent. No one's always feeling ready to work out or always wants to eat eat healthy or always wants to show up for themselves. That's not a thing. And so willpower is actually where I try to like bridge the gap. So basically every single day you wake up with a full cup of willpower. It resets every single day. And as you go through your day, things start to deplete your willpower. So for example, like you wake up and you start your day off with a meeting and then something goes wrong and you put out a fire and then you've got to drive someone somewhere, you have to meet someone for lunch or you have a big project or it just keeps going, going, going. And by the end of the day, you're out of willpower. Like you you can't force yourself to do something because you're drained. And I feel like a lot of people leave things for after work or at the end of the day. Like I'll go to the gym after work or I'll make dinner after work and you've depleted your willpower. And so it's so hard to do those tasks, not because you can't accomplish them, but because you've depleted your willpower. And so I love forming habits in the morning because that's when you wake up and you have a full cup of willpower. Like you you have the opportunity to drain it on things you want to drain it on. And so like, for example, when you wake up early, you create time for yourself to do things that you want to do that are non-negotiables. 
And I think that that helped so much when it came to forming habits is knowing that if I could find a specific time, if I could set myself up for success, if I could look at those kind of like facts of the matter and work them, like use it in a strategic way to say, you know what? That's right. Like I've been trying to go to the gym consistently after work and I go about one time a week because I'm so tired or because my friends asked me to go to dinner. That's not a good time for me to do that habit because I can't keep it consistent. Where's the time that I can keep it consistent? I have so many thoughts on this. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? I love, I love pointing that out. I love the concept of willpower. I have so many thoughts on this because then my question is, which was a big question I had for you, is kind of this idea of discipline. And I'm curious your thoughts on it because on one hand, discipline is needed to create a habit, to show up every day. You said that you show up the same way every day as when you're motivated, quote unquote, and when you're not in the morning, yes. right? But then there's this idea of being gentle with yourself and cutting yourself slack. So how do you find the balance between the two? Or how do you know when it's time to practice discipline and when it's time to rest? Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That That's a great question. So... I have a way of looking at it that I learned over the last year because I was very I because of so many things that I had going on in my life I was like consistently pushing myself consistently um like working my ass off and across the board draining myself my habits weren't ever draining it was more what I was doing in a sense of career wise that was just taking a lot but overly exhausting myself and I had almost wired my brain to think I'm disciplined like I'm I'm showing up for myself across the board and so I learned where to actually give yourself grace and how I, I think I've got a good way of looking at it. So when you have a night where you don't sleep, like you're up all night, you feel like crap, and then you wake up in the morning, for me, I'll stop and be like, realistically, how many hours did I sleep? Okay, I slept two hours. That, if I were to wake up and go and go about my day, I'm going to be so upset, crashing, and not effective by noon. Like, that's actually going to hurt me right? So like I need to give my body rest and sleep and I can readjust my day. And if working out is really important to me or this thing that I'm missing is very important to me, I can for that day find a different place to put it in or it's okay that I miss that. Now, when I look at discipline compared to giving myself grace, there are moments where we we make excuses for ourselves. And if we look for that little like, am I making this an excuse? We will see if it's a yes or a no. So for example, say I wake up one morning and I'm like, oh, I'm just like a little bit tired than usual. Like I should just sleep in. That's a moment where I absolutely will not give myself grace because there's no grace to give. That's just me, a little voice in my head. And even that choice of saying, no, I'm getting out of bed and getting up is a habit because you, you'll you never have a mind that's like always wired to the, like be like, eh, hear my alarm, I'm up. Like there's going to be days where you're like, oh, I'm just a little tired, but it's how you respond to that thought. Because if every time I'm like, oh, I'm right, I'm a little tired, I'm going to just lay back in bed, that's going to become a bad habit that I don't want. So basically I would say really look at the thing at hand. Sometimes I'll talk out loud about it. But like if I'm sick, I will always give myself grace. I know that I have right. to realistically for my body. Depending on how sick I am, I have like a scale that I go by. Like if I'm sick, I'm not doing anything, absolutely nothing. 
if I'm like a little bit like recovering from like a cold or like I just shouldn't be like going to a place where a lot of people are because I feel like I have a cough or something, then I can go on a walk outside if it's nice. I can stretch. I can do an at-home workout. Um, if I'm sick in bed for like a week, I'll say, you know what? I'm still going to get up and stretch. I don't have to like work out, but I've just got to like move my body just a little bit. But I give myself grace so that my body can heal. But for the most part, I would say it's really those bigger moments and then I'll talk through the next time and say, is this... Am I just like being a little lenient or do I actually get myself grace right now? Yeah, I basically do the same thing. It's really just looking at the facts, right? So it's like, okay, am I tired because I slept two hours or did I sleep seven and a half hours and I really could just like wake up once I actually get up and have my coffee and do all the things and I will feel better? Or is it day one of my period and I'm really tired and should be sleeping in more? So it's kind of looking at the facts. Yes, I really like that you brought that up too, because that that is a huge thing. A lot of people message me and will say like, well, I don't feel good on my period. Like, what do I do for my workout habit? And that's the thing where like your body's talking to you. And if you, gen- like, if you don't feel good, if it's too much, you do not need to push yourself. And I do that with myself too, where I'll be like, my first two days of my period, I feel like I'm dying. And I'm like, okay, absolutely yeah. not. Like, I'll like start if I don't realize that I am on it yet. I'll be like about to pass out of the gym and I'm like, I got to go home. Like, I'm like, oh my God. So like, I know those two days are like an out for the count, but then the third day I'm like, okay, I feel really great. Like I can go do something. Like it's like, it's that it's looking at the facts. I like how you put it that way. Thank you. I feel validated by the habit queen. (laughs) (laughs) So then what are your nighttime habits? Because we're waking up because I'm, I wake up at six, but I think you wake up at five. I get up at 520. I don't know why I love 520. I love that for you. I started waking up at 550 because I'm like, okay, I need an extra. It's kind of like you, your, your morning routine, like adapts and like ebbs and flows and changes. And you kind of figure out like, oh, I've been rushing. Maybe I need an extra 20 minutes. And then it gets, because like, it used to be like, oh, waking up early when I first started reading Atomic Habits was like 730. And now I'm like, at six, and I need to back it up to 550. So it's funny how like, it changes as you go on. You keep wanting to do more and more in the morning. I love that. (laughs) Me too. It's fun. It's, it's also like some inspiration for when you, cause I was not a morning person. And then just like all of a sudden I wake up at five 50 because it, I changed my life like gradually. So it's just kind of like what you were saying before, not totally changing your life. And all of a sudden you have a different diet and you're waking up eight hours earlier and you're getting a new journal and a new like meditation and you're setting yourself up for failure. But I wanted to ask you about your night habits because there's really no way to wake up at that time and be able to wake up and see the facts and say, okay, I slept seven and a half hours. I'm good without winding down properly. And we're very similar that we're, I feel like we're both like go-getters with four different jobs. Like I'm very similar to you. So how are you winding down? That, and this is like so, that's so important to being able to wake up early successfully. But before I answer that, you said something, like you said, um, you work down gradually. And yeah. I love that because I went from waking up at like nine o'clock, right when my meeting started, to eight o'clock, to 7.15, to 6.45, to 5.20 over the course of a year and a half. So right. I like slowly, slowly built down. But I love that you said that because that is a huge point to anyone listening that wants to wake up early. It's that you want your body to be able to slowly adjust so that you can make it a part of your life, not something that is going to overwhelm you so much, stress your body out, stress yourself out and make you say, oh, I don't I actually don't want this. You need to slowly work down. And you'll end up wanting 
to wake up earlier and add more things and have more time and your body will be ready for it as you slowly go down. Right. So I I started waking up early and working out and I didn't get to starting to create a nighttime routine because I didn't realize how crucial it was to my morning routine. So I'm actually a basement child as in like I'm one of six kids. My mom hopped me in the basement at nine years old. Like I never had a bedtime. So I consistently went to bed at like two to 3 a.m. from sixth grade until I started to change this habit. And so that was like so wired at me. I, I was like, I'm a night owl. Like I'm not a morning person, but here I am a night owl trying to become a morning person. Right. And so I started creating this nighttime routine and that was my, actually my hardest habit I've ever had to do because of the fact that I was a basement child, which is interesting because some people might have a really easy time starting one habit and then another might be really challenging. It's going to be different for every single person because every person has different experiences, different backgrounds, um, different perspectives, different things. But in my current nighttime routine now, what I do is I have a set time and it's usually about 8 p.m. Sometimes I'll have things like this called that will go a little bit later and that's mm-hmm. fine. But consistently at 8 p.m., I start by putting on my pajamas. Wow. And so what that does is it tells my brain like, okay, you're starting to get sleep. You're starting to get ready for bed. Like it's kicking off the routine. The next thing that I'll do is I'll go in the bathroom and I'll wash off my face, all my makeup and stuff. And the reason is for for myself, I noticed that like that would always deter me. Like I'd be like, oh, I could take off my makeup. I just don't feel like it right now. And so if I put on my pajamas and get right to that step, that's like the hurdle for me. So it's so easy. After I do skincare, I have my habit of doing self-love or Basically, in the habit loop, you have a cue, a routine, and a reward, and it follows a cycle in a clockwise pattern over and over, and you repeat it until you form a habit. So you can create a habit or you can change a habit, but you can't break a habit. So my um, after my skincare, doing my self-love, that habit loop would look like the cue, which is the, a place or time, basically a trigger, would be me finishing my skincare. Next, after the cue and the habit loop is the routine, so then it's me doing self-love, saying kind things to myself in the mirror. And then my reward is that I'm working on my relationship with myself. I'm giving myself love. I'm creating the person that I want to be um, through choosing my words, which then impacts my thoughts and my actions. And so that's one of my favorite habits. I have self-love habits just like plugged throughout the day. Love that. But after that habit, then I will tidy up my bathroom counter. I'll come out and I'll tidy up my office. My office is actually my master bedroom. I switched it around because I spent so much time in here. I'm like, wait, why am I in a little room? (laughs) And so I'll tidy up because that's actually a habit loop for anxiety. So when I'm working, I cannot focus. I cannot like breathe sometimes if I'm working in a dirty space. If my room's a mess, I can't focus on a task. I'll have to go clean it immediately or I can't focus. And so in my nighttime routine, tidying up my bathroom and my office, and if my room really doesn't get dirty, but I'll tidy that up too if it does, that relieves any – that prevents any anxiety the next day from those things. I'm removing the habit loop for anxiety, which would look like cue, um, look up from my work desk, and CMS routine, go clean up the mess, spend an hour procrastinating work, and then reward. I cured my anxiety, but I've actually caused myself more stress down the road because I just procrastinated work for an hour. So cleaning my room and my space, my nighttime routine every single night consistently ensures that I'm going to have a good day. Then I'll go, I'll bring down any dishes that I've accumulated, which is always like right now, I literally have five dishes. I don't even know how from today. Same. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh my no, gosh. No, I'm with you. <laughs> so I'll bring those down. I'll start the dishwasher. I'll come back upstairs. I'll pick out my outfit for tomorrow, which is then helping me set my intentions for tomorrow. I already know in my head I'm getting up. I'm putting on this outfit. I'm going to my 6 a.m. workout class. And then after that, I will put – I'll basically check my phone, make sure my sisters didn't text me, and then I'll put it away. I'll read 10 pages from my book. I always have a book next to my nightstand, which helps my eyes kind of adjust and get ready for bed. 
then I'll visualize like step like walk through exactly what I'm doing the next day so it feels like I've already done it and then I'll check my phone one last time two of my sisters are at college and I like get kind of like uh, I want to make sure they don't they always text me though you're like, so I always want to make sure they're <laughs> yeah I leave my phone on loud and my sisters will actually call me sometimes usually it's more on the weekends and like my sister will, one will randomly be crying because she's drunk over like she'll be like I just fell on the sidewalk and I'll be like okay oh my god I'm sleeping whatever but I'll always answer but so I'll check my phone one last time to make sure my siblings didn't text me and then that is usually how I'll end my nighttime routine and I love my nighttime routine me too I feel like you would love something that I do I got like a two dollar red light bulb on Amazon and that's oh my gosh. It. it's literally life-changing this lamp behind me at night once it's like time dinner once I finish dinner and I clean the dishes, the red light goes on and my entire room is like a new space because I work here too. So it just like changes the vibe of the space. And I know it's great for your circadian rhythm too, to be exposed to red light. So it's a great like $2 hack to entirely change your space. And again, like signal to your body that it's time to wind down. I love that. That's your cue. I love that so much. I love that you're so like, I'm not as good at like the cue, the reward, all the things, which I actually want to, okay. I want to do like a little exercise. Give us a habit that most people who come to you usually want to start, whether it's like start exercising, wake up earlier, whatever you want to pick. Can you walk through like the steps of what you would tell someone where to start? Yes. So if you want to start with working out, because I think either waking up uh, or if you want to do waking up early, typically the number one thing is waking up early. And then I think it's closely followed followed by working out. So you can pick which one you want to do. Well, I feel like you want to wake up early to work out. So can we do both? Is that crazy? No, we can do both. (laughs) So for waking up early, so everything in life, if you look, the more you learn how to identify what a habit is, the more you will just see them literally fucking everywhere. Like drinking your coffee every single day is a habit. Brushing your teeth is a habit. Um, How you even like what the thing you do the moment that you wake up or right before you go to sleep, everything's a habit. And so when people want to wake up earlier, what I will tell them is there's a few hacks that you can add in, but what you want to do is you want to change your current habit because you already have a habit of waking up. Typically, people snooze their alarm right when they wake up or they reach for their phone. And so you already have this action that we want to change the habit loop, but we want to almost mimic it close enough that it's a small change that you can adapt to and pick up. So in the habit loop, you again, you have that cue, routine, reward, and it follows that cycle. So when you're waking up, your cue is going to be your alarm or whatever method that gets you up. Your routine then, say it's typically reaching over and then snoozing that alarm, what you want to do is then replace that action of not reaching over and grabbing your phone. I always teach people to reach over and grab a glass of water. And the reason being you already have that action, so it's an easy switch. And then when you get that water, you sit up in bed and you drink it. And then when you drink the water, you're giving your brain enough time to turn on. So your prefrontal cortex, which is like going to be making like all your decisions, basically. You want it to wake up so that when you sit up and drink that water – You get past that, oh, I want to go back to bed. And you're like, oh, I actually could get up. It's not that bad. And then your reward is sometimes your reward can be something physical, a compliment, a gift, um, brain spikes like dopamine, serotonin, endorphins. So your reward for that is actually whatever you can choose your reward. It's something inside your body, but it could be like, oh, I'm getting up and I'm going to be able to have a morning routine. I'm going to be able to enjoy my coffee or I'm going to be able to take my dog on a walk or go exercise. So you kind of draw out that little habit loop for yourself so that you can start waking up earlier. The second part to that is making sure that you're setting a realistic amount of time to work down from. So I always tell people to go from like 15 to 30 minutes and just wake up 15 to 30 minutes earlier with a little bit of plan of what you're going to do with that time. 
whether it's going to get up and go make coffee right away, like your next step so that you have something to do to get you out of bed. And then that way, by waking up just a little bit earlier, you slowly give yourself time to like let your body adjust. So you're not all of a sudden so exhausted. Like on days when you have like a flight and you have to get up like four hours earlier and you're like dying the whole day. It's not like that when it's just 15, 30 minutes. And so that's one of my biggest ways to teach waking up earlier. But on top of that, there are other little tricks that you can do. So depending on the person, some people will say like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed. Like I'm so warm. I'm so cozy. Like it's so hard for me. And I'll say, okay, put a sweatshirt literally on your pillow next to you or literally right on the ground next to your bed. So that your new habit is your alarm goes off as your cue. Your routine is then reaching over and grabbing your sweatshirt and putting it on. And then your reward is you're warm and you're able to get out of bed. Or some people can't um, need light to wake up and it's not light yet. And I will say get an automatic light bulb or get a hatch alarm or something that can turn on and wake you up so you're getting used to seeing that light. I have a hatch and I have- Me too. I love, I just got the hatch. I love it. No, no, no. It is a lifestyle. I love it. My cats love it. I'm obsessed with it. (laughs) I had it for like two weeks and I can't, I don't know how I went without it. Well, especially for the night before. Cause I I see. I've never used it for the night before. Oh, so I, well, first of all, I love that I don't have to have my phone in the room because of it. So I always like literally at 930, my phone is off and in the living room. And then like, I don't look at it till the next day because I don't need it for my alarm. But the night before I have again, red light go on with like this campfire sound while I'm reading. Oh, it's amazing. You have to do it. Yeah. That sounds like, that sounds like heaven. It's amazing. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I need to get that. Especially like living in New York City, it's really hard to wind down. Like really, really hard to like, you're so wired and there's so much going on outside. So I need to like create an entirely new environment to actually wind down. I love that. I'm like in a small town in Michigan. So I'm like, I literally like staring at the woods. I'm like, "Uh, it's fine. So jealous. (laughs) It's funny here, but I'm actually moving to North Carolina in two, in a month and a half maybe. Wait, that's exciting. I know. I'm moving for one of my companies. I'm going to run it in person. Oh, my God. Wait, I'm so excited. Unreal. That's incredible. I know. I'm really excited. I'm like, oh, it's going to be nice. I have a stroller for my cats and I always take them on walks, but (laughs) I haven't been able to for months here. So I'm happy. It'll be nice weather there. Oh, my God. The next chapter of Shelby. I'm so excited. I know. I cannot wait. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Continue. (laughs) But um, so if you do the hack of putting the sweatshirt next to your bed or you can get a lamp, um, a hatch, or I have a light bulb that automatically turns on that's connected to Bluetooth, which is really nice because I set it for 5 a.m. So when I wake up, it's literally already like bright as day in my bedroom, which I just think is so nice. Like it's like gets you up. Other things I'll say is like take note of your sleeping environment. Like I have a lot of moms who take my class and one mom was talking to me after like she had a really hard time the first week waking up early, which is one of the things we do in the first week. And I was like talking to her about her environment and she was like, oh my gosh, like I keep my blinds closed. I have a sound machine for my son. Um, I have a fan going. Like she had all these things that were meant to keep her asleep. And so she turned off the sound machine. She left on the fan and then she opened the blinds and she was like, that was like the key for it. It was just a small thing that actually helped so much. Other things that I'll teach are putting your phone on the ground and sliding it away. If you have trouble with like turning off your alarm without realizing so you can't reach for it so that then that action of reaching for a glass of water becomes easier because you're no longer accidentally subconsciously grabbing that phone because it's not there to grab. But that's kind Wait. of how I teach the habit of waking up earlier. The water. I'm I'm already, as we spoke about, like I already wake up early, but I listened to one of your podcast episodes and I started grabbing for water. It really helps. It's crazy because your brain really isn't awake yet and you need seven seconds to wake up. 
like to actually have your thoughts come in and be able to make a logical decision. And so when you reach over and drink that water, you're buying yourself that time. The water's not necessarily waking you up. I mean, I guess if it's cold, it is. But it's like your brain's literally just taking a second to like compute everything. Also, what less intimidating because I think sometimes the thought of having to just wake right up and jump out of bed is a little intimidating. But knowing that the first habit you have to tackle is grabbing for a water and sitting up, it just almost eases you into the idea of waking up and also the hatch having the I have it come up as a sunrise the light life changing I I have it as a sunrise too but I usually I have that and my lamp at the same time so it's already so bright and I'm like oh my gosh honestly it's it's necessary I live in a tiny bedroom in New York City and the windows are facing other buildings. So there's oh no <laughs> light at all. So I do exactly what you just said. I'm like turning off the sound machine. I'm like, the lights are going on. I'm reaching for my water. It's these little things that once you've tackled them and once it's part of your routine, like it is for you and I, it feels almost so small, but you you do such a good job of of recognizing like these small little things that when people have no idea where to start can truly completely change their routine. That that wording was so perfect. So when I started teaching online on TikTok, the reason I started teaching on TikTok is because I went on to look up something about habits. Like I had a thought, I was walking on a treadmill and I like had a thought, I'm like, oh, maybe TikTok will have something about it. And there was literally nothing teaching habits. It was all just people showing their life. And right. people and I was like it pissed me off because I I had tried so hard to find resources and I didn't find anyone really online in the beginning that's why I kind of turned and did it myself. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, like no one's even teaching it. People are just showing it and that's the the thing that's missing because people have the want, but they don't know how." So it's that in between. So that's what I try to teach because it really is those little things that people just don't know or just aren't aware of. And so being able to learn the steps makes people realize that they actually can achieve their goals. They can achieve these new habits. They can achieve that lifestyle. It's just having the steps to do it. Right. It's like once you're in it, you kind of forget. It's it's kind of like you don't realize what other people don't know because since you know the information and you know all the little hacks, it's kind of like you overlook it. It's a lot of what people say of, of kind of how everyone has a unique special, special message to communicate on social media. It's just like you don't see it because – you know what you know, and you don't realize that other people don't know it. So other people don't realize what's a hatch alarm clock or why can't I use my phone until 12 a.m. and then go to sleep? Or why do I need, you know, all these little tiny things like grabbing the water that can truly make such a great impact. Yeah, I got distracted for a second because I was like, wait, her voice is so nice. I bet she's a good singer. But uh, are that you a is, singer? Wait, that's so crazy that you just said that. My whole childhood I sang and then I just like totally abandoned it. You can hear it in your voice. I, I literally was just like, wait a second. Are you turning me into a pop star? I think I'm going to go back to voice lessons. <laughs> Honestly, I, I believe in you. It sounds like you'd be a very good singer. Wait, thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> New habit unlocked. There you go. <laughs> Vocal but, lessons. <laughs> but I agree. It is. It's those little things that we don't even realize. Like to... I guess back and forth where we have so much knowledge or we know things that are so apparent in our lives now that other people don't realize and vice versa. Totally. And I want to, I do feel like the working out piece, like I feel like you can, you can adjust to waking up earlier, but working out feels almost harder because when you are starting from absolute scratch, it's even more intimidating than just waking up in your own home. It's showing up to do something that you're not 
used to or you're not good at yet or you don't know how to do it yet. You don't know the right form. So I would love to get into the nitty gritty of like where someone would start. We could go through like the cue and the reward, but also just like any advice you have for someone who wants to start a new habit but might just be a little too intimidated. So for working out, my number one piece of advice would be to start with walking and use that to form your workout habit because that is something that's realistic, that's something that's sustainable, and that's something that you can keep consistent. I think a lot of the time people get overwhelmed with working out. And by people I'm talking about, I definitely did in the past with this idea that I had to go to the gym. And I was so more, I was so mortified at the gym. I didn't get myself to go to a gym for, I think, like the first six months. I walked for the first two months and then I had an apartment gym that I could go to when no one was there because I lived in a small apartment complex. But so I started with walking and that was the best choice I ever made because I didn't have to fight the anxiety of going to the gym when I wasn't ready yet, which is completely fine because sometimes it takes a second to like ease into it. You don't want to overwhelm yourself. And I didn't have to um, force myself to do a workout that I didn't like. A lot of the times we'll do workouts that we hate or that that we dread and we don't realize that that means that that workout isn't for us. So for example, I had already created my um, workout habit and I was pretty consistent with it at this point. I think this is like maybe eight months into my status habits journey and I saw everyone doing the 12 3 30 and I was like oh I'm gonna do it like I'm gonna do it I had already consistently worked out and so what I noticed is that I literally hated it I absolutely hated it and so I would get to the gym or my apartment gym and I'd be on the treadmill like sitting there being like I don't want to do this like dreading it like not being able to start the treadmill and then I'd get myself to and then I'd be like oh my god like I don't have to do this like I do I clearly don't like this workout I don't have to do it. And so then I was like, wait a minute, like that's fine. And I think we we try to force ourselves sometimes to do workouts because we think that's what we need to do when what we really need to do is find something that works for us, that we like, that we're not forcing ourselves, that we actually want to do, that will help us then have a healthy relationship with fitness. Fitness you is are, like- You're speaking my language. That is literally what I do is try out different classes and different wellness stuff so that people can see- how much variety there is out there. And if you don't like one thing, there's not only another thing to try, but there's like thousands of different workouts to try. And if you hate one thing, that's fine. I also, I relate to the 12, 330 of it all because I actually do, I do like 12, 310. I do it for 10 minutes. And my hack there is I'll do it for 10 minutes at the gym. When I show up to the gym and I feel like I have no plan and don't know what I'm about to do, I'll go on the treadmill and like go on TikTok and just find a workout to do while I'm warming up on the treadmill. So it's like not letting myself use the excuse of because what I realized for myself, what was preventing me in the past from showing up for my habits when it came to like working out in the morning was if I didn't have a plan, if I didn't have a class scheduled, if I didn't have a workout planned for myself at the gym, I would wake up not know what I was doing and use that as, as an excuse to go back to bed. So that's one thing. It's also just like knowing yourself. And if you need to have a plan set, you need to have a plan set. But so that's my little hack for when I don't, I can't use it as an excuse anymore because now I have, I guess, is that the cue? Like go- That would be, you'd be habit stacking there. And that is that is actually a habit on its own. The way that I would look at that though is like you are doing something that you have to do and pairing up something that you get to do. Yes. Like that's that is a great little habit stack, but that is a habit too for times that you don't have something to do at the gym. I love oh, that. I love a habit stack. I live for a habit stack. Like I always have Love Island while I'm doing my laundry or cooking. Like there's always reality TV on while I'm doing a chore because I used to be so messy and I learned that in Atomic Habits and it changed my life. 
I love habit stacking. I love that you said watching something with laundry. I put on an audiobook. Like I usually only really read um more like self-improvement style books, but I'll listen to a story only when I do laundry. So I look forward to doing laundry. Like I'm like, oh, I cannot wait. Like I've been wondering what's going on. I do the same thing with the grocery store because I used to hate the grocery store. I have one specific podcast that I'll listen to at the grocery store and it makes me feel like happy to go there because I want to listen to that. It's so fun. But habit stacking for everyone listening, it's basically, it's when you take something that you get to do and pair with something that you have to do. So for example, we have to do laundry. So pairing it with something that makes it a little bit more enjoyable. Every day in my routine, like I'll go on the treadmill and I'll go through emails or I'll go on the treadmill and I'll go through TikTok. Or when I'm cooking, I'll listen to a podcast. Or when I'm walking, I'll listen to a podcast. In my When I started with walking and building that habit originally with working out, I didn't, me and my roommates didn't pay for cable TV. So the gym had it and I would record Law & Order. And so on the treadmill, I'd habit stack that and I'd watch an hour of Law & Order. And it was like, a, it's like, I loved it. I always looked forward to it. And so that helped me have a consistent habit with working out because I got to do that. Like I got to do something I really enjoyed while doing something for myself. So yeah. think about your own life for anyone listening and ask where you can habit stack right now or where you can habit stack tomorrow. Or maybe you're habit stacking right now while listening to this, but come <laughs> up with like a, a new way that you want to try habit stacking. Totally. Because the way I used to hate laundry and now I opt to do that chore because right. it's exciting for me because I get like the TV all to myself and to watch reality TV and my boyfriend can't say anything about it because I'm doing his laundry. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> um, okay. I feel like I could go, I could really truly talk to you forever, but let's get into the ending segment. Dare to answer it. So my first question for you is always your top self-care tip. My top self-care tip would definitely be some type of self-love affirmation, something that you do consistently every day because that's not only helping your mental health, but it's helping your like idea of who you are, what your qualities are, and that's impacting your actions, your thoughts. Your entire life is pulled back into how you speak to yourself and how you think about yourself. So incorporating one, one way um, to show yourself love throughout the day. What does that look like? Like give one example. Whether it's writing affirmations, um, putting a sticky note on your bathroom mirror that you read whenever you look in the mirror, putting a sticky note on your work desk, um, in bed before I go to bed, I'll always tell myself like, I love you. Like I'll just literally say, I love you. In the shower, I'll always tell myself like, I love you. I love you like over and over. I had a really bad relationship with um, my body. And so anytime that I can tell myself, I love myself in like a vulnerable state, whether it's looking in the mirror, being naked in the shower, I, I like to have that as a habit because those are the moments that I need it the most that I need to reframe that way of thinking. So just finding one small way that works for you or making your phone background a positive quote or positive affirmations or having a list in your notes that are positive affirmations that you can read when you're upset or when you don't feel good or when you've said something bad about yourself going and having that to rely on. That's an area I haven't quite unlocked yet. Like I haven't gotten into being intentional about self-love yet. So this is, see, it's like fun. Once you start getting into habits, it's so fun to like unlock new ones that you want to try out and like unlocking the next level of personal growth. So I love it. Self-love took me a long time too. Cause it feels, it felt really weird at first. Yeah. Feels corny. <laughs> it does. And that's why I, that's why it took me so long to get to that habit because I was like, I don't really feel like it. Like I was like, Oh, that's just cringy. And then I didn't know that's actually the number one habit I'd probably recommend Interesting. because I didn't even know how much it affected everything. Everything comes back to the way that you think about yourself, speak about yourself and your thoughts. And we adapt these negative um, habit loops in our brain, our ways of thinking, and we can actually have full control over it and change it. And I like when I started doing affirmations, I had to pretend like I was talking to my sisters because I felt so weird. Good hack. And, 
And so I would pretend like I was talking to them. And I tell people in my class that feel weird about it, like pretend like you're talking to your daughter or your best friend or your sister or your whoever. And it makes it a little bit less weird. And then slowly, not like the next day, not the next week, slowly it starts to feel normal and you start to see how much it actually impacts your day to be nice instead of just ripping yourself apart constantly. It's insane. It is life-changing. It really is. I love that. And it, it, I mean, it is true in terms of like your neural pathways. I've been reading Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, Becoming oh Supernatural. My God. Oh wait, I haven't read that one, but I have, I've read Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself twice. And oh, that I one is to read that. amazing. Amazing. Was it super, super long? Yes. And okay. like super science-based, but like so, yeah. so crazy. Okay. Because it, it's taken me like forever to get into, uh, not to get into, sorry, forever to get through. And there are chapters and moments where I'm like, I could read this forever. And then there are moments where I'm like, yeah. okay, uh, like it's all science going right over my head. So I'm sure his other books are like that too. Yeah. They're um, good. Speaking of though, what's your favorite book is the next question. <laughs> the Power of Habit is my favorite book. And then my second favorite book is The 5am Club. Okay. And I haven't read either. So I need to. Oh my God. Um, read the 5 read the 5am Club first. Okay. Okay. I will. You'll, you'll I like feel like it's a, a good time for me to read it because I'm 5.50 a.m. club right now. <laughs> yeah, so. you're in the 5 a.m. club. You'll <laughs> okay. love it. Okay. Amazing. I will. I will. Um, what's your favorite way to move? I love strength training. Me too. Love. Uh, I actually want to ask you one quick follow-up on that. What is your – are you going to like a workout class? Do you have a trainer? Are you planning your own workouts? Like what's your strength training routine? I consistently go to a gym called Peach Lab. That's in my area. Now that's about to change because I'm moving to North Carolina. But I typically go to a class five days a week. And then I also walk two to four miles a day. And so um, it kind of sounds like a lot, but I work like 13 hour days. So I'm like sitting all day. I'll typically walk. Like if I can walk during the day, I can't really lately. Like I can't go outside and go on a walk in Michigan that often until summer. So it's nice to get that like two to four mile walk in in the morning in my morning routine. But because I love strength training, I know that pairing it with cardio is optimal for the results that I want. So those are the two things that I'll do consistently. I'm dying to get a walking pad. Oh my God, I have one. I actually, I go to a gym because I don't really leave the house. I'm like, I like going to a second gym to go walk, but I also have a walking pad, which is actually very, very helpful. Me too. But being at a desk job all day, I feel like I, I just feel like I need it. I feel like I need to invest because it, it's also habit stacking. It's like you're doing something enjoyable while you're working. It really is. I had I to put mine it. away because my cats, my cats were acting insane. I have two. And they would like jump on the back and like fly off while I'm walking and like basically oh trip God. me. I'm like, oh, they did it for like, honestly, they're one for like eight months. And I was like losing my mind because I could never go on it. Okay. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> they're cute though. Um, okay. Wellness product you can't live without right now. OMG. I have, I got a mask. What's it called? A red light therapy mask. And I am blinking on the name of it for higher dose. Yeah. High dose. Yeah. I love it. I saw Whitney Simmons posting it and I was like, she's making her bed with her little mask. And I'm like, that looks so nice. And I don't really like buy myself too many things. And mm-hmm. for some reason I was like, okay, I forget what I got it as a reward for. Cause I'll always do everything. I'll be like, oh, well, if I do this, like that will be my reward. Love but it. I love it. It makes me feel so happy when I have it on. I actually feel beautiful when I have it on. I'm like, I look so cute in this. <laughs> oh my God, I need to get one. It, it's so I'll add nice. it to the list of 100 million wellness products that I want and haven't gotten yet. I'll add it to my rewards list. <laughs> okay, perfect. I love that. I have Listen, a rewards list too. The red light bulb, guys, $2. 
two okay, dollars. I'm actually getting that right after this. Hundred percent. And like I have one in the bathroom, and when we wash up, it's we're always in red light. And then in the morning, it's uh, like daylight sunlight. That's so nice. Great hack. Okay, Shelby, where can the people find you and your course and everything if they haven't already? My social media, my Instagram and TikTok are the exact same. So it's just Shelby Sacco five. And then in my link tree on both profiles, I have um, a sign up page to apply for my class, my six week course. I'm launching a new one super soon. I'm so excited. And I have like limited spots in it, but if you apply, I would love to have you and I'd love to teach you. And I also own a second company called Memory where we sell daily greens and it is the only company and it's only greens powder on the market that's actually a full serving of greens, which I think is insane. It's so crazy. That's the company I'm moving for in May. Wait a second. Right? Think about that. That's crazy. Athletic Greens isn't? Athletic Greens. So I do a little thing on my TikTok where I'll basically break down labels of other greens companies. Yeah. And so Athletic Greens is probably the best one that I've ever reviewed, but they are not a serving of greens. They're a multivitamin. They're a drinkable multivitamin, which is an amazing product if you are looking for a multivitamin. But they have, they're not a serving of greens. Oh my God. Catch me buying yours like tomorrow. It's crazy. But Athletic Greens is still a great product, but yeah. it's just not what it's almost advertised as. Same with like Bloom Greens is not – it's like a little bit more than half a serving of greens. And it's huh. – and you know how they advertise like we're like completely cure your bloating? Nothing yeah. can completely cure your bloating. I was just – that that marketing pisses me off. I could do a whole other podcast on that because I am an IBS SIBO girl. I – finally after seven years feel like I've healed my gut and well, that's amazing it's not from anti-bloating products let me tell you those make it worse <laughs> exactly and if you look oh my gosh I if know, you we could, just look up the top ingredients on their label they cause bloating literally but, corn so, syrup like the gummies that say anti-bloating I can't it's so so it's so frustrating so I'm in that space and it's crazy to me because they, it's just people it's just such toxic marketing but my company memory if you're looking for an actual serving of greens, an easy way to get greens in. I also own that company, which you can find on my pages as well. You are absolutely amazing. You are truly, and I don't, I don't think I've said this to anyone on this podcast, like maybe my biggest inspiration. Oh my God. Thanks. Like truly I'm even more impressed now. So, and I just like relate to you on so many levels. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We, we love you here. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. And I will be your number one fan when you're a single one day. <gasps> <laughs> I would literally come I to every can't. show. <laughs> it's just gonna be me singing and just Shelby in the audience. Dancing. <laughs> I'll create That's a new good. jingle for your for your podcast. I'll create a new jingle for you. Wait, I would we're I literally just from one of the books that I read, I want a jingle for memory. I'll hire okay, you. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, love it. Well, thank you so much. It was so nice getting to talk to you. You were so kind. You were great at interviewing. Oh, thank I love this. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to that episode. Please, please, please leave a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you just can't get enough of this podcast, go subscribe over on YouTube. You can see the full-length video episodes and shorter clips as well. You can find TikTok clips over at Jen Lauren with two N's. You can find Instagram Reels if that's your jam over on Instagram at Jen underscore Lauren with two N's and even Dare to Self-Care Pod on Instagram. So, you never have to go a day without Dare to Self-Care. <laughs>